Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Welcome to the Vice Magazine podcast, your definitive guide to enlightening information. I'm excited to introduce our second annual music issue, which is a collaboration with our music site, Noisy. It went live November 7th, so go to noisy.com to check out the full issue. Or maybe you can find a copy of it in your own city. We'll be highlighting stories from the issue the rest of the month. In today's episode, we'll get the backstory on the music issue cover image and a rundown on the controversial beat leasing industry. First up, photo editor Elizabeth Brenstrom explains how we picked this month's extremely dusty cover image and why we thought it was the perfect nod to the state of the music industry today. Our music issue cover photographer is Darren Mickey. In the image, you see an ancient vinyl covered in years of filth, making the records underneath almost impossible to identify. It's quite possibly the biggest dust bunny ever bred in captivity. It may seem like a strange choice for the cover of a music issue, as many tend to put a famous artist at the forefront of the publication. But we on the Vice Mag team thought this was an apt metaphor for some of the themes we discuss in our own crack at a music-only edition, one in particular being how drastically the industry is shifting. The dusty forgotten records harken back to a different time one where beat leasing and streaming were totally abstract ideas. The image was shot in the basement of R&B Records, just outside of Philadelphia in Upper Darby, Pennsylvania. It's part of a larger series of images and a small book titled Death Takes a Holiday that focuses on a handful of older record shops in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and New York. Darren photographed 11 stores, eight of which were included in the final edit of the book. As a record collector himself, he said, I have always loved the older, dirty, disorganized shops and the cast of obsessive eccentrics that often inhabit those spaces. The images come from a somewhat dual perspective, as an outside observer looking in, and also as a participant interested in the possible gems that could be hiding in a dusty pile of records. He goes on to say, When I started taking these photos in 2014, many of the older independent shops were closing left and right, and it was important for me to have a document of at least a few of them that were still holding on. As sales of physical music continue to plummet and record stores make increasingly less sense as a business, we still hope that people continue to get lost in music and new releases. 
So hopefully there's something for you in our own physical paper product this month. And if you get a chance, check out the rest of Darren's series. Our next segment is on the underground beat market, where anyone can be a producer, but at what cost? Noisy's West Coast editor, Andrea Dominic, explains how a growing crop of internet producers are leading an evolving underground economy, one in which they can hawk their digital beats to whoever they want on whatever terms they see fit and see an immediate payday. Taz Taylor doesn't remember the name of the first beat he leased seven years ago, but he does remember how much money it made him. $250. By his own admission, it wasn't very good, something he cobbled together on the music software Reason one night at his mom's house. But what was good was his knack for marketing these beats to aspiring rappers online, for anywhere from $20 to $200 a pop. Six months later, the 17-year-old middle school dropout had earned $12,000 from tracks posted at night and purchased by his steadily growing following by morning. Today, Taylor is 25, and he says he earned more than $500,000 last year from online beat leases and sales. His latest placements include tracks with Gucci Mane, Kodak Black, and Big Sean. He just signed a substantial publishing deal with Warner Chapel's Artist Publishing Group, and that's on top of what he'll make selling to his nearly 80,000 followers online. Taylor belongs to a growing crop of internet producers leading an evolving underground economy, born from a democratized music production process where anyone with access to software, an internet connection, and a PayPal account can hawk their digital wares. It's given rise to a controversial and potentially lucrative new practice called beat leasing that could disrupt hip-hop forever. Internet producers like Taz Taylor argue that their business model cuts out the middlemen, allowing them to sell whatever they want to whomever they want on whatever terms they see fit, and see an immediate payday. The thing is, it's a bit of a Wild West, an unregulated market where contracts and terms of use aren't always legally sound, when there are contracts at all, and exchanges can go untaxed. As music creation adopts the one-click convenience of the internet, beats are just one example of prefab song elements available for anyone to purchase and piece together, alongside things like voice tags, instrument kits, and vocal features. The process also fosters collaboration in an unprecedented way, connecting creators across continents and exposing them to wider audiences. As Taylor quickly learned, the beat selling process is fairly straightforward. A producer uploads an instrumental track to YouTube, a personal website, or a social music marketplace like BeatStars, where aspiring rappers and others can then preview a track. If an artist likes it, he or she can buy it outright for a few hundred dollars with what's called an exclusive license. Or, for a cheaper price, they can buy a limited-use lease, which allows the producer to sell the beat multiple times to multiple people. It's increasingly common for these tracks to be marketed as type beats, as in Drake-type beat or Bad and Bougie-type beat. For some producers, it's just a marketing tactic to help their original music find kindred ears. For others, it's an opportunity to capitalize on trends. 
Today, Leasing Beats is becoming a standard entry point for fledgling rappers and rising talent in hip-hop, and it's now making its way into the mainstream. Fetty Wap, Joey Badass, Bryson Tiller, and Young M.A. have all scored hits using these web-called beats. Maybe most famously, Designer leased and then bought the beat for his hit Panda for $200, landing the then-unknown rapper a number one single and a record deal, while its producer, Menace, signed a lucrative publishing deal. But others say these success stories are the exception to the rule in a market saturated by bedroom producers looking to make a quick buck by mimicking other artists' styles. The result, they say, is like fast fashion for music. The market is flooded with trendy but low-quality output, forcing price points down as producers fight for customers online with flash sales and buy-one-get-one specials. A Brooklyn-based producer named Illmind, who's worked with artists like Drake, Kanye West, and J. Cole, has his own stake in the online production market. He creates and sells popular instrument kits called Blap Kits. He's among a chorus of critics who worry that the beat leasing game is short-sighted and that it shifts the focus from quality to quantity and away from innovation and creativity. His problem, he said, is with the cheap and transactional nature of the craft. Producers like Taz Taylor say that view is misinformed. Taylor says that what internet producers do really isn't that different from their mainstream counterparts, who craft beats tailored to the kind of artists they want to work with. The difference, he said, is their independence gives producers the fair shake in the game. Leasing is a very common option in this world, but those with formal industry experience say the practice is questionable and generally only holds up if you've landed on the right website or consulted with the right lawyers. Which, if you're a 16-year-old kid selling beats for extra weed money, you probably haven't. But that's starting to change. Abe Batchon founded the social music marketplace BeatStars in 2008, and it's the first platform of its kind to introduce formal contracts, licensing agreements, and other traditional music industry safeguards, a kind of one-stop shop for the online production world. Today, its services are expanding to cover many of the gaps in the unregulated beat leasing market, and Batchon says he wants the Austin-based company to become the eBay or Amazon of Beats. It's still early days, but the beat leasing game continues to evolve. Years before Napster and digital piracy upended the industry, rappers and beat makers were convening in AOL chat rooms and on sites like SoundClick, which is an early social platform where users could host and stream real audio files of one another's work. Then, as social media came into the fore, other sites like BeatStars emerged to help consolidate and capitalize on this rapidly growing market. Today, online production exchange is its own thriving economy. What's lost and gained from this new economy goes well beyond the beat production world and into the industry as a whole. It's at the heart of debates like Spotify's licensing of royalty-free audio and the struggles of grassroots platforms like SoundCloud to stay afloat. And for those like Taz Taylor, that's the beauty of it. The Vice Magazine podcast is a production of Vice Media. This episode was produced and edited by Sophie Kazis. For more info on the podcast or how to subscribe to the magazine, visit vice.com and be sure to subscribe to the Vice Magazine podcast on Apple Podcasts, Acast, or any podcast app you use. Leave us a rating and review and let us know what you think. I'm Ellis Jones. And I'd like to give a special thanks to Elizabeth Renstrom and Andrea Dominic. We'll be back next week with another episode. Thanks for listening.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.